You're listening to Bottom Shelf Bitcoin. This is episode 51. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bottom Shelf Bitcoin, the podcast that puts Bitcoin knowledge within everyone's reach. As always, I'm your host, Josh Humphrey, and today I've got an interview I did with Ragnar Liftracer. He is the head of uh, and creator of Guns and Bitcoin. It's a kind of relatively new company. They've got um, some kind of merchandise and they're doing, um, just kind of promoting the idea of um, security and um, com- kind of combining gun culture and Bitcoin culture together. They've got some hats and stickers and things, but then they've also got um, a nice gun case that is set up to protect both your gun and your hardware wallets and things like that. Uh, full disclosure on this, I do have a case. I kind of just ended up with one. Ragnar and I were already working on scheduling this interview and then... Um, one of their cases ended up being a prize in a competition and then I ended up winning that competition. So, um, he didn't pay me. Um, he didn't donate this case so that I would say good things about it in this interview. So I really do like the case and I just kind of want it, uh, fair and square, uh, on a lucky shot on a competition. So just figured I'd, uh, be fully transparent there. So nobody thought I was just shilling some random product. And um, anyways, without further ado, let's get on with the interview. All right. So we've got Ragnar Liefthracer. Ragnar, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Josh. Hey, so um, I've followed you on Twitter for a while. Kind of your most recent project, as far as I'm aware, is this guns and Bitcoin thing. Um, But kind of give us maybe a little bit of your background in, in how you got into Bitcoin, what maybe what you were doing before that, and and what about Bitcoin made you latch on to that? Well, um, I've had a few careers in my life, but uh, real estate is what I was doing when I discovered Bitcoin, construction, real estate development. Got into Bitcoin around 2011. Partly what spurred that was I had a small construction and development firm and was using PayPal as my main means of, of uh, doing all my finances. Cash was, you know, the bills were too big in cash to pay people a couple thousand. And I didn't ever want to use checks. So use PayPal. And then one day I got cut off. They closed my account, wouldn't tell me why. I didn't do anything shady or wrong. And that coincided when I was learning about Bitcoin from uh, Reddit, from the anarcho-capitalism subreddit. And that's kind of how I got started and then continued to focus on real estate for a few years trying to get the industry to adopt Bitcoin. I started a nonprofit to do so, had a Bitcoin real estate startup. And then uh, about a year ago, last year, I just walked away from it all because I realized the industry wasn't moving in the direction of Bitcoin fast enough for me. And I was burnt out on all the ICOs. So that's what led me to start Guns and Bitcoin this last year with my co-founder, Chanel Lee. And uh, it's going very well and having a great time. Cool, cool. So, um, yeah. So, do you find did you find that it was just very hard to convince people in the um, realty and, and development business to even look at it, or um, or what was the deal there? It was a number of things. Real estate, the industry in general, isn't very tech forward. It's gotten a lot better, but it's still pretty behind. So, you're dealing with that. Then you're dealing with, it's a generally conservative industry. They don't like to change too much. Third, there's quite a few middlemen. You know, when you do a transaction, commercial or residential, you have the owner, then you have the broker, you might have the lender, title insurance companies, sometimes some other parties, maybe developers, the city. So it's both, I saw it as a big opportunity to use Bitcoin to cut out middlemen just for payment, for escrow, things like that. But it, it turns out that you still, if you just want to use Bitcoin to, to buy a property, right, you still kind of have to get the okay from the title insurance company, maybe the escrow company, um, maybe one party wants to accept it, but they want to settle in cash, then you've got to find a payment processor to do it. So the, 
the, the short answer is there's just so many middlemen in real estate and they're conservative and slow that it's a, it's a great opportunity. But for me, I ran out of patience trying to push the rock up the hill, so to speak. Gotcha. Okay. So then what led you to go with guns and Bitcoin? Well, uh, you know, I've always loved guns and obviously Bitcoin for a long time. And it actually started sort of by accident, I guess. I was trying to find a way to, to keep my hardware walls together and safe. I kind of have them, you know, scattered all over a few in my desk, you know, a few in a little safe and, and just not very well organized. And so I started out just trying to put a few in one of my hard-sided gun cases, pistol cases, but it didn't work very well. There wasn't enough room. So I thought, okay, well, let me, I, I, maybe I'll just make my own. So I, I got some foam and did some cutouts and made it work. It was really ugly, an ugly hack. Uh, took a lot longer than I thought. And then I realized, hey, you know, there's probably other guys like me out there, own guns, own hardware wallets. I think this is something that other people could use. And then it kind of went from there. And then my co-founder, she has a background in uh, product design and fashion and and she liked the name and the, the whole concept of it. So then we decided to uh, create some some hats. And then, uh, you know, now we're working on our podcast, going to release hopefully this week. So that, that's how it started. Just uh, me trying to solve my own problem and then just philosoph- philosophically loving, loving guns and Bitcoin together. Yeah. And so um, I see, I think, I think there are some people who don't, get it, which is surprising to me because I think guns and Bitcoin are kind of this natural fit together because um, so much comes down to um, physical security, right? Like at some level, you can do all these things. You can do uh, multi-signature so that things are spread out. You can do whatever, but at some level, like protecting yourself and protecting your family plays a huge part in, in uh, hopefully deterring that situation from ever coming up. But if God forbid the situation came up anyways, um, being able to protect yourself and your family in, in such a situation where someone was trying to take you, your hardware wallets or your, you know, uh, your private keys or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a few people have said that, you protect your Bitcoin with your private keys and you protect your private keys with your gun. So that makes sense. And just like Bitcoin, it's an insurance policy against something bad happening. You know, a gun, hopefully you never have to use it, but you need to be prepared in case you do. Same with Bitcoin. You know, it's it's, it's fun to use and buy stuff with it, but it's also protection against uh, future bad things. So yeah, they go together so well. Bitcoin financial security, guns, physical security, and they're both, I think, a manifestation of the same idea, the same concept of uh, self-reliance, autonomy, um, you know, all those things that, that we, I think, both agree on. Yeah. Um, I have to be honest, I, and maybe there's just some different cultures at play in that as well, but, I, uh, and I, I hate to go into like all the, the mass shooting stuff, but I, I was really surprised to see certain people on crypto Twitter or Bitcoin Twitter, however you want to call it, kind of going along with these ideas in, in the, um, I don't know, over the last month or two when, when things pop up that I, I would think people who seem to align with the certain ethos of Bitcoin that I would assume is like, you know, self-sovereignty and these things we're talking about. And then they're, they're all for uh, taking away um, you know, firearms and certain things like that. And so I, I don't know, did, did you see any of that? I was, I was very surprised with certain people. Well, I think probably a lot of the people who felt that way either don't follow me or I don't follow them or (laughs) (laughs) so I, they blocked me or I blocked them. I don't know. So I didn't see a lot of it. I did see some, and I talked to Peter McCormick about this. Uh, he interviewed me for his podcast yesterday and he was pretty, against it. Obviously, he's British. I saw it a lot from Europeans. I I always get a hard time from the Europeans. But yeah, going back to your question about, you know, say Bitcoiners who you would think wouldn't support the types of drastic gun control that some were talking about. 
it's surprising, yes, because they, they usually are more on the libertarian side of things. On the other hand, people are just very susceptible to emotional thinking. And the fact is we're in the minority. You know, you and I are in the minority of, of people in terms of how they think about guns. And uh, so it, it doesn't totally surprise me, but it's a little disappointing when people have that disconnect, that inconsistency, the contradiction where they say, we want freedom, we want financial freedom, we want self-protection, autonomy, people should take responsibility, people shouldn't be punished for things they don't do, but then don't apply that to guns. So it's, you know, that's why you and I are talking to try to spread the good word and the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think people like Peter McCormack um, and the Europeans, I, I guess I don't hold that against them so much because, uh, and I don't mean this, I, I'm not trying to be condescending in any way. Um, that's where I think that culture come cultural background comes into play, right? Like that's what they're used to that, that nobody has them. And, and I guess in America, we're kind of in this weird split culture thing. Um, and I grew up around them. It wasn't a big deal. You know, you just, you were raised to use them safely and appropriately, et cetera. So, um, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah I, and I, I talk with him quite a bit about that and, and credit to him. You know, he didn't grow up around guns and it's very foreign and foreign. And he was very open and had good questions. We had a good discussion, but you're right. It's just a completely different culture that they, they really cannot understand. And they, they kind of think that a gun maybe shoots itself or is like a bomb that it can go off and kill people. Like until you've picked up a gun and realized it's just a piece of plastic and metal and it doesn't do anything. Like it's really hard to understand. So I, I really struggle because usually I'm not that patient with a lot of people and their arguments that I disagree with, but I'm trying to be more patient on the gun thing because I do realize most people, at least in kind of Bitcoin Twitter land, mean well, they just see things differently versus just people who should know better, who you know are so far left and out there. It's, I'm not even going to waste my time. But see, say people like Peter McCormack or just other Bitcoiners who it's, it's different from their culture. I try to try to be a little more you know, patient, understanding where they're coming from and just give our point of view. Um, and you, you probably have seen the biggest thing they struggle with is they don't understand the need for guns to protect yourself from the state. They only think it's for hunting and maybe for some crime, but they just can't get past why you would need, you know, to protect yourself from the state. Why do you need these scary AR-15s? That's, that seems to be their biggest <laughs> thing up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that's for me, like, that's what's surprising is like the whole, to me, the biggest point of Bitcoin is to not have intermediaries, not be, not have the state be able to confiscate your wealth and degrade it through inflation or stop transactions from happening that they deem are, you know, against your interests, you know, their, their benevolent knowledge that you, they know what's better for you. And it, so to sit there and say, well, I want to opt out my my money, my wealth from that, but not see that you, you need to be able to physically protect yourself from that as well. You know, if God forbid they they come in and kick down the door. I, I don't know. I again that's yeah. it's just a disconnect that I don't I don't get. But Yeah. No, that's well said. And I think that's a, a good way to respond and why it's easier to talk to uh, Bitcoiners about guns, because if you just apply those things with Bitcoin, you know, like you said, lack of intermediaries and such, now apply that to guns, then it's a lot easier for them to understand. They still might struggle with it, but at least you could kind of see, you know, the lights go on in their eyes of, okay, I see philosophically, I don't know if that's practical or how much I agree with that, but at least you're, you're, in the ballpark, whereas other people just forget about. It doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's talk about this um, case you guys have. I mean, the hats are cool, but I mean, is there? There's, there's not a whole lot uh, revolutionary, I guess, about the hats. So um, <laughs> they look good, but not too revolutionary. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the uh, the video up. They didn't. They were not actually bulletproof. 
Oh, don't don't tell people about that. It was oh. I I was hoping people would think they're bulletproof, but yeah. I, thanks for mentioning that video. It was a lot of fun. We just uh, for anyone who doesn't know, we went out and, and shot our guns up and just had a good time with them, and we kind of joked that they weren't bulletproof. So yeah, are those are those hats still available? Yeah, yeah. We have our hats. We have two hats. We have the uh, we have the Death by Trucker hat and the Hello Darkness hat. $32 a piece. And uh, of course, Bitcoin accepted. But yeah, our main thing is our Scorpion case. Uh, that's that's what started guns and Bitcoin. And that's what our what we're our focus on. So trying to help people protect their Bitcoin and their hardware wallets. And I think most gun owners will get it because a lot of gun owners already have some sort of hard sided case so that they understand the, the value there. And especially the I think the quality and the way we made it and the design, hopefully they'll They'll understand it and appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, and I have one. I um, kind of ended up luckily winning one <laughs> in a in a little range day that we had before Bitblock Boom. But um, so it's a it's a nice like hard. Oh, I'm gonna reach over and grab this thing. Uh, you know, hard sided shelled case, whatever you want to call that, and then it's got the foam inside. Um, this comparable to like if people are familiar with a pelican case or like a nano case or something like that um, yeah yeah oh go ahead yeah yeah it's a it's a high quality case we we picked the best case manufacturer tested a bunch of other ones and the foam is high density polyethylene so that's important for both the gun and the hardware wallets and it's got the just the right amount of slots they're not too wide that things slosh around but they're not too tight that uh, you can't fit anything into them, kind of broke it up into a few compartments. So, uh, and it's, I think, reasonably priced. So I think it's a good new addition to the suite of tools that people have, uh, both for their guns and and their Bitcoin. It's, uh, you know, th- there's, uh, there's a lot of uses for it. I mean, first of all, just storage, you know, it's a safe place to store your hardware wallets instead of your, instead of your sock drawer, or, you know, uh, in your backpack or something dumb. It's a nice place to keep it from uh, the dog eating it and, uh, vacuuming it up or, um, you know, something bad happens. It's protection against stuff like floods and hurricanes and earthquakes and fires and all sorts of bad events. You don't want to have your hardware wallets destroyed. And then, uh, it's a good way to transport them as well. So instead of putting them, you know, like in your pockets, you could just put it in your case, take it with you when you go to a conference or to work or to a meetup or whatever it might be. Um, good way to keep it from being stolen you know you could uh, put it in the case put a padlock on it and then put a cable lock around it and lock it to something stationary so it's theft deterrence and then you were talking about the bit block boom conference in dallas a couple of weeks ago i i took my gun uh in our scorpion case and brought the hardware wallet along so it's it's a tsa approved type case so you could also transport everything uh, on the plane checked in of course so it's it's multi multi-purpose and and then of course uh someone comes to try to rob you you've got the gun right next to what they're coming after so hopefully when you say okay let me go get my hardware wallets for you uh surprise i pull out uh my sig instead of my ledger <laughs> yeah so um well that's a good good transition what what all pistol wise um is this foam cut out to fit it will the foam will fit any regular size handgun. So 1911 Glock, SIG, pretty much anything that's a, a regular size pistol. The only thing I won't really fit is if you've got you know, obviously like a suppressor or a flashlight under it. Uh, we, we left it plenty of room. In fact, that's part of the innovation of our design is it fits all those, all those models. Um, and yeah, so it'll fit pretty much anything as long as it doesn't have a, a suppressor or a light on it. And we even gave it a little extra length just just in case. Yeah. Um, and then it's got cutouts for, like we said, hardware wallets and then extra magazines as well. Yeah. So it's got a cutout for, you could fit at least two magazines, actually stack three. And then we have a, um, a long wider section and that will fit... You could fit pretty much everything. You could fit a couple of cold card wallets, ledger, a couple of trezors. Um, you could fit open dimes, 
Uh, I know I'm missing a few. And then we have another more square compartment uh, for USB cords or some other hardware wallets. So we were able to fit on our test, I think nine hardware wallets in it, including the USB cords. So depending on how much you want to jam in there or keep it loose, you really, it's like any hardware wallet out there, you can definitely fit in. Um, I also put uh, a little pocket knife in one of the compartments, usually on top of my magazine. So it's flexible. It'll fit any gun and fit any hardware wallet you have pretty much all of them pretty well. Cool. Um, now, do you have plans? I know I had kind of bugged you about it at some point if, if you uh, were planning on doing a, another, a different insert that would allow for like a, an optical side or a flashlight or something like that. Yeah, one of our prototypes actually had a cutout for uh, a flashlight mounted underneath just because it's pretty common for people to have that. And we didn't go with it just because then it cut out, you know, the compartments for your hardware wallets. So we are trying to find this balance. If you get a case big enough, you could have it all, right? You could have uh, a suppressor, a light. I mean, you can just go crazy and have everything. So we're trying to like fit everything, but not be so big that it got bulkier, heavier, and most importantly, more expensive. And we didn't want to go any smaller. So we, we, so our Scorpion case right now, we've, we found was just like the, the right balance between, you know, kind of fitting everything. But to answer your question, yeah, we do want to do an insert that has room for, for a flashlight because that's the most common accessory and perhaps, you know, a, a red dot optic up top. For that, it's probably going to be a larger case, though, which will be, um, you know, it'll just be bulkier and a little more expensive. And one thing we've thought about doing is just selling some foam inserts, um, maybe offer them in two or three different case manufacturer styles. So let's say you have you already have an existing, you know, Pelican or something. Um, just being able to have that foam insert that you want for your particular hardware wallets, your particular gun, like you said, for a flashlight. Okay, I have a flashlight and I've got nothing but say cold card wallets. You know, this is kind of more the layout that is perfect for me. So we're, we're thinking about that. You know, we're, we're hearing feedback from guys like you and just seeing feedback from our current cases and uh, we'll see. So um, what, as far as, I, th- I know this thing's, um, waterproof have you have you tested like how deep that goes we we haven't tested depth i mean obviously we don't produce the hard case ourselves like we don't have factories and stuff like that so the hard case manufacturer has has tested it for everything it's been it's met a bunch of military standards for dust uh water crushing air pressure heat things of that nature and i'm and we have all of those specs on our website uh, about the different certifications that it has received. So uh, lifetime guarantee for all that. And then ourselves, we have tested it. So I live by the beach here in Southern California. So I've actually have taken it out body surfing nice. and uh, yeah, body surf with it. In fact, we have a video we're going to put out maybe this week or next week where I actually I have a GoPro and I take it out and body surf with it and actually get barreled inside of a, a little wave. Uh, so we've done that and uh, we buried it in the sand, uh, thrown it off, uh, thrown it down a cliff, uh, done a bunch of things. So it's definitely waterproof, sandproof, and can tumble down a, a rocky hillside. Now, did you, when you had body surfed with it, did you lash it to you? Because that, that, me personally, like that would be my fear is that like, oh, it's waterproof, but I drop it and I can't ever find it again. Yeah, it's it also floats. Fortunately, oh, I okay. thought about that, okay. but yeah, it, it floats very well. It was awkward to catch the waves though because um, you have this heavy thing that you have to sort of push in front of you, yeah, and then you have to paddle at the same time. So I I wiped out quite a number of times because when the wave came, because I had this giant you know this case in front of me, it just it got in the way, and I had to like have a death grip on it. So I didn't like latch it to myself. I just had a death grip on it and. <laughs> that meant sacrificing my body when the wave broke. So we'll release the video and you can kind of see like with the wave breaks, I'm underneath the water, it goes dark, it goes light, it goes dark. You see sand, you see foaming water. And then, you know, we pop up and it's it's pretty funny. Um, I actually had the case hit me in one of the waves, but the, the camera didn't quite 
catch that. But uh, yeah, so we've tested it at the beach and it, it does pretty well in the surf. Very cool. And you said you flew with it when you when you went to Dallas. So you've tested that part as far as the, um, you know, that was something because I, I don't really, um, I haven't ever had to fly uh, with guns before. And so I just, in my mind, you know, it's like just throw it in the car and go. So I, I hadn't thought of the, um, the air pressure valve. So that's a, a really cool thing to me. Yeah, that that uh, people ask what that is. Yeah, it's an air pressure valve. So when the air pressure changes, it's mostly for flying. Obviously, when you fly, the air pressure decreases, so you want the air to be able to escape. But it's also could be for if, in a, if it's in a very hot place. Like let's say you live in well Texas in the middle of the summer, and you leave it in your car. Obviously, it's going to expand, and you want air to be able to be released. So that's it's a one way valve. So it's just a nice nice feature. And, uh, yeah, it was actually pretty easy to fly with the case. It's straightforward. You just, the gun has to be unloaded and it can't have any bolts in any of the magazines or the gun, obviously. And you just put two padlocks on it and then you just check it in like any baggage. You say, I'm checking in my firearm and you've got to like sign this release. Sometimes they'll inspect it. Sometimes they won't. And then they give you like a special sticker. And then when you go to pick it up, uh, it's not on the carousel waiting for you, obviously, but it's just in their baggage claim office. It's like really easy. And so in the future, I, I'm definitely going to do it more because when I go somewhere, I, I like my own gun. Like I love what I shoot. So it's, I'm willing to put up with a little inconvenience and just have what I like. So yeah, it's great. And, but usually it's for the car. Like that's the most common reason is you go to the range, you go somewhere and it's, you, you just throw it in the back of your car. So it's, it's rugged that way too. Very cool. Um, so what's, uh, product wise, what's next for you guys? I mean, I know we kind of talked about some different, um, inserts and things like that. Are there other products that you guys are looking at putting out? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, we definitely have actually a lot on the roadmap that we want to do. It's just a matter of, <laughs> you know, should we do them? Everything is so much fun to design and, and stuff. So we're, we got to be disciplined about it, but for right now, we're really focused on, the Scorpion case, getting feedback and just kind of explaining to people its use case. And that's, you know, kind of the, kind of the main focus right now. But yeah, in the future, we also want to just, you know, just stepping back, uh, looking at the big picture, we're trying to help Bitcoiners get into guns and gun owners get into Bitcoin. And so we want to make it really easy for both. And so one thing we want to start doing is start selling hardware wallets on our site, um, providing education sort of packages where people say, okay, I just, I just want to show up and just give me a package of a couple of hardware wallets, a case, whatever it might be. And we make it easy for them. So talking to a few hardware wallet uh, companies to see what we can do there. So just trying to integrate, I think more with, with what's existing and then sort of on the, but new product side. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got some things that we've designed. We're just waiting to see uh, if we think there's market demand for them. And, and I think there will be, Something that's so fun about Bitcoin this last year or two has been all the new hardware that's come out, you know, especially on the nodes. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. So talk to me about this podcast. I know you, you're you're getting ready to launch um, a new podcast. What all, you know, what what, what kind of guests are you going to have and what all subjects are you going to be covering? The tagline for the podcast is giving you the tools and stories to survive and thrive the cyberpunk dystopia. So we're looking at the big picture of where we are now, which is a new era of being under digital surveillance, financial surveillance facing physical threats, online threats, having tyranny come from both sides now, not just the state, but also from uh, big tech, big corporations. And that's where we see the world. It's no longer of, oh, I can just protect myself with my gun, or I can just protect myself with strong encryption. It's like, no, you need both now. So the podcast is focusing on helping people do both. Obviously, we're going to talk about gun stuff. We talk about 3D gun printing. We talk about homemade guns. We talk about Bitcoin security. We talk about secure ways to accept Bitcoin. 
For example, we're going to talk about BTC Pay Server. So we want to help business owners who have firearm-related businesses to accept Bitcoin and uh, just kind of give everyone tools to fight censorship uh, in general. So pretty broad. We're also going to talk a little bit about I guess you'd call it philosophical stuff, like having a strong community, a strong family, because libertarians are really bad at that. They only think, oh, I just can be against the state. But no, you need family, you need friends, you need a community if you really want to uh, thrive and survive. If you really want to be more autonomous, you kind of need other people. And so we can talk about that community and then a little bit about just kind of general health, nutrition, food, growing your own food. So putting in the whole picture together, you know, it's, it's financial, it's physical, it's sort of mental, it's, it's uh, interpersonal, just trying to help people be stronger, more autonomous, and, and just happier in this new cyberpunk dystopia that I say that we're in. That sounds awesome. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you. It's, it's kind of, uh, yeah, when we try to explain it to people, I, it's a little hard, I think, for them to understand, but we're going to launch this week. And then, then once I... I think people, once they see our guests and, and what it's about, they'll, they'll get it. You, you understand it, but other people I think are a little vague about it, but hopefully that they'll, they'll figure it out soon. Yeah. I'm, man, I'm pumped up now to listen. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have some guys that, you know, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. So we're going to have uh, quite a few 3d gun printing guys. So you're in the key base groups. So, you know, a lot of them, and I, I know a lot of people are excited to hear about 3D gun printing because it has so many ramifications from surveillance, physical security, code, technology, everything. So we're, we're going to spend quite a bit of time on 3D gun printing. Yeah, I. Um, it's funny because when I first heard about Bitcoin, before I really got it, but when I first heard about it and it was um, this censorship resistant form of digital payment i immediately thought so so this would have been obama era um back when anyone who was into guns was afraid that they were going to come you know they were going to start um putting all these sanctions and limiting what kind of ammo and blah 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 and i immediately thought like okay you could actually you, you could maybe use this if they actually do pass these laws Maybe you could use this to buy the types of guns or ammunition that they don't want you to have, right? It's not like you're going to do anything bad with it, but just so that you could have it because it doesn't make any sense for them to tell you that you can't have these or not. For anyone out there listening who, who is unaware, most of the regulations, at least in American gun control, have nothing to do with um, a particular gun's lethality or anything like that. They're all these mostly aesthetic and sometimes just like scary sounding things. And so anyways, I went on a tangent, but back to it, like this, this is kind of uh, important to me personally, because that, that was like my immediate, I, I think a lot of people's immediate thing was like, Oh, you can buy drugs. But for me, it was immediately like, Oh, if they try and clamp down on your ability to, to buy guns, like this could be used for that. So Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm glad you said that. I I thought I was the only one who who had the same thought. Yeah, I mean, you probably remember Operation uh, Choke Point, right? That's when the the government tried to put the pressure on the banks to not do business with certain uh, industries, and the gun industry was one of them. And then we've seen the financial, and then we've seen the private sector to start uh, censoring financially gun related companies like Shopify. Shopify kicked off a lot of the gun stores that they had on their on their platform. And then Patreon. Patreon, I know, has been harsh on a lot of the gun things. YouTube has demonetized some of the channels or eliminated them completely. Then you've got crowdfunding like Indiegogo and all those won't allow, I think, anything related to firearms for crowdfunding. And then, of course, you know, PayPal, you got to be very careful with them, Square, banks. I mean, pretty much if you are, have a business in any way, there's 10 ways that they can cut off your your finances in some manner. So, yeah, Bitcoin is extremely, extremely important to be able to survive um, what has already happened. And I think what's 
coming and I think it's going to get a lot worse. So, so yeah, that's part of what we're focusing on is, is explaining to people how to accept Bitcoin and BTC pay server. And you're right. Like that's a great use case for Bitcoin is those censorship resistant payments for things. And, and guns is a great example. Yeah. So I, I, you, you had mentioned the key base group and I, I feel like that in there and in some other um, places as well, I feel like people who are into guns, they're, they're open to the idea, but they, it, to them, because they're not in, you know, they're not spending a bunch of their time looking at, uh, you know, on Bitcoin, Twitter, or dev mailing lists, or reading through how these things are progressing or understanding the privacy. It's just the kind of this murky thing that they're like, well, that's too complicated. I'm not even going to wade into it. And so, yeah, this is, I, I think what you're doing is good because it, uh, I found a lot of people that, that really still need this like step-by-step handholding to get, it's not that they're against Bitcoin. They just don't even know where to start. Yeah. I noticed that on Keybase too, with the 3D gun printing groups and the 3D gun printing guys, I was surprised how, I don't want to say a lot of them, but I was surprised that more weren't more savvy with Bitcoin. Obviously many were, and I saw you help several people with Bitcoin related things. So that, that was good. So you're, you're helping them and yeah, they, they need the help. And now with 3D gun printing, it's kind of interesting because that is a parallel to Bitcoin where technology allows us to just go around the rules. It's not even a question of what do the rules say? It's just like, what can be enforced? Just like Bitcoin went around the rules of you can't start your own currency. And it's like, well, if it's not a company, you can't really shut it down. And we're not claiming we're US dollar, it's its own thing. And just kind of the technology allowed us to go around the whole financial sector and 3D gun printing is is going to do that. And now needing to pair that with Bitcoin. Um, I saw you help with a couple different things. I know one of them was that aluminum rail that they had created uh, for the Glock. So you 3D print a, a Glock frame, but you still need these two aluminum rails. And uh, the person that had made them, he was he's only accepting Bitcoin for that. I don't know how much you were involved if you bought rails, but... but um, yeah. yeah, he was, yeah, my understanding before, uh, he was, um, I think, just using one single address because the Keybase will allow you to um, put a Bitcoin address. If people don't know how Keybase works, it's basically a, um, it's kind of a multi-purpose tool, but it allows you to kind of verify that you have these different um, social media accounts that are all cryptographically verified to be the same person. So that if you go on, say you go on Twitter and there's uh, Ragnar, but then you go on Mastodon and there's a Ragnar, how do I know that someone didn't just go on to Mastodon and use Ragnar's name, right? Before you could get it. And so Keybase allows you to have that central point to verify cryptographically to all these different sites that, okay, this is the same person on all these, but then it also allows you to have chats and teams and stuff. And uh, so one of the things they let you do is um, post um, a Bitcoin address. And so I kind of was talking to him about, because one of my big things is like when you have someone with a single address that multiple people are donating to, that's really not great for privacy. And so I said, hey, like, but I also know that it can be really, and apparently he was just taking like emails and DMs um, with, and then all payments were going to the single address. <laughs> and I said, hey, like, it's bad. and I'll, uh, you know, one, that's not really good for your, you know, for your customer's privacy because now they can all be linked together. Um, and then I said too, like, uh, you know, I can't really take any credit for it. Credit goes to Nicola Dorier and Rockstar Dev and all those guys working on BTC Payser. I said, look, they've already done all this work. It does all the invoicing for you. It's a fantastic tool here. And, uh, you know, um, I, I think I, I'd sent him down a rabbit hole and he messaged me the next morning. I was like, I was up all night, but here, this is, I've got it. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Well, that's a good example of two things. Number one is obviously Railman. That's the name he goes by. Obviously, Railman is pretty advanced when it comes to engineering and just business savvy. He got these things made in China, but still kind of, you know, um, at the beginning of, of Bitcoin, not understanding that having one address is the way to do it and then not being aware of a BTC pay server, a way to send invoices, which gives you a different address every time. And then it's also 
a wallet. So yeah, that was, you know, doing God's work there, uh, helping, helping him, uh, set up, you know, BTC pay server. So yeah. No, again, I can't take credit for BTC pay server because those guys are, are fantastic, but I'm just, uh, linking different communities that I know to help each other out. So, yeah. And that shows how powerful it is because now you can make your own gun parts and then you could sell them uh, for Bitcoin and both are legal. The rails are legal. It's legal to use Bitcoin, obviously. So it's not about like some dark net market with scary things. It's just really boring stuff. Just aluminum rails with Bitcoin for a bunch of gun nerds. But it's just one of those things that, you know what, the, the elites, the Silicon Valley social justice warriors don't like. And so they put the clamps on you. But if you use BTC pay server and Keybase and print them yourself, make them yourselves, you can, you can exercise your freedom. So it's like, it's, it's, I don't want to say we're lucky, but we're very fortunate that we have all these tools, Keybase, Bitcoin, and 3d gun printing. It's, it's, it's a nice nexus of many technologies coming together. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. Um, and, and it's a good point that you make. Like none of this, just so nobody gets the wrong idea. Like this isn't even, yeah, this isn't even dark net market, whatever you want to call it, uh, illegal stuff. It's just that there are um, maybe socially frowned upon legal things that the people who are doing the frowning also have the power to cut you off. And, and it, I guess it's legal for them to cut you off, right? It's a private business. They have the right to say, we don't want to do business with you, but it makes things much more difficult. And it's, um, they're censoring your ability to do business based on a differing political opinion. So, Yeah. And you brought up a good point, which is, yeah, these companies can uh, decide not to do business with you, right? They're, they're a private company. I mean, it's, I think, morally wrong to to do it, but they have their legal right to do it. And I think people need to accept that fact. And I think it's only going to get worse. Uh, they're going to crack down more and more. And so I think people need to accept that and just need to start getting off their butt and start getting into Bitcoin and accepting it and moving more towards printing stuff themselves and using Keybase. People are going to be kicked off of Twitter. They have been like Ivan the Troll uh, it's been kicked off pretty much every platform. And so, hey, if you're into guns as an enthusiast or as a business, it's it's time to create your Keybase account. I'm going to start getting up to date with Bitcoin because uh, otherwise you're going to be caught unprepared. Right. That's something um, Matt O'Dell talks about a lot is um, the first time that you need to use Bitcoin or, or have a need for these things is not the time that you want to start learning about them. You want to learn about them and be prepared so that when, you know, if and when that time comes that you need them, you're, you're able to use them without fumbling around and, um, you know, no pun intended, but shooting yourself in the foot with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot harder to do it when you need it. it and it's that saying that it's better to be a year early than a day late. But fortunately now, I think like what I've seen on Keybase with 3D gun printing groups is I think more now are more Bitcoin aware, having seen, you know, all this work. And it's fascinating. Deterrence Dispense is the, like the fourth or fifth largest public group on all of Keybase. Yeah, it's, it's well, and, and the first one is like Keybase's public, like, um, you know, join here to talk about Keybase group. So I, I don't really count that one. And then the second one is, uh, I think about Stellar. So, you know, they're also involved with Stellar. I wish we could get them to, you know, drop Stellar and incorporate Bitcoin into Keybase, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So Keybase is, you know, it's, it's, um, when we look at this, it's all becoming more digital. So before we think, okay, guns are physical, right? Like you email a PDF of your magazine design or the part that you need or something. Well, now everything is digital. So you need these censorship resistant digital forums, so to speak. You, you no longer can just rely on Twitter and Facebook to share this kind of stuff because they've, they've kind of 
you know, clamp down on everything and Reddit and all these other things. So now when you talk about guns, you have to talk about Keybase. You, you, you know, I mean, now Twitter and Instagram are part of the gun control discussion. It's crazy. So not only now do you have to like try to pay your dues to a gun lobbying organization, but now you've, you've got to get on Keybase if you really want to do things right as a gun owner and to add to that Bitcoin. So, you know, baby boomers out there, I know like you don't want to change, but you got to listen to us younger kids and try to try to get on some of this stuff. Yeah, we're not against 1911, so you can come along with us. <laughs> yeah, the 1911 thing, that's that's funny. I love shooting 1911s, but... Yeah, so, okay, if you had to pick 1911 or Glock, what would you pick? Oh, you said you have a SIG. Yeah, I have a SIG, so is, it's kind of a, a... Yeah, it's based on a 1911. Yeah, I, you know, I... I know I'm going to be forced to own more and more Glocks just because everything is, you know, going that direction. That's Glock magazines. And then so much of the 3D gun printing is around, you know, Glock, you know, just Glocks in general, the frame, the magazines, whatever it might be. So I don't really like shooting them. They're reliable. It's just the usual Glock stuff. Right. But but now with 3D gun printing, it's it's they're going to become even more more important. So I'm reluctantly moving more towards the Glocks away from my SIG. It's the best plastic money can buy, right? Um, yeah. that's, what my, that's what my dad always says. He makes fun of me for having a Glock. But um, all right, so these are other just kind of goofy questions. What's your thoughts on open versus concealed carry? Open versus concealed carry. Very interesting. Obviously, open carry triggers a lot of people. I think open carry is, I think overall, it's counterproductive depending on where you live. If you're in a place where open carrying will just bring down the heat and will just bring a crackdown, I don't think it's smart. But if you're in an area where if you open carry, it will just remind people that you have the second amendment and will remind people that you can do this and will encourage other people to do so. Then I think it's a smart move. So you have to kind of know, just be strategic, you know, just not, not be dumb and just say, well, I can do it. So I'm going to do it. Like, let's, let's be smarter than that. And concealed carry is, is always, always something to do. Although it's getting, excuse me. Of course, concealed carry is always ideal and everyone should try to do it, but it's becoming tougher and tougher in a lot of places. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of uh, what I call protest carry, where you, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. where you just like, just because it's legal, you walk in with your AR strapped to your back. I mean, it's, it's not wrong. I guess it's your right, but I, I think you, you bring down more problems than you, than you solve. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's well put. I think it's good to do if you're going out with your friends or going somewhere that, Hey, almost everyone's pretty gun friendly. You get to do it cause that's fun. It's funny. You do get to exercise your right. But if you're walking into downtown liberal Austin or something like, yeah, it's just counterproductive. It's fun, but not very smart. Oh. Um, preferred caliber. Oh, um, <laughs> nine millimeter. Yeah. I, I love them all. Um, I have to say nine millimeter just because it's, they're not too expensive and, you know, higher capacity. My favorite to shoot is 45. I love the feel of a 45. Um, and I shoot a lot of 40 maybe cause I'm hipster, but I like them all, but obviously nine, nine millimeters might go to, but you know, that they're like children, each are special <laughs> in their own way. You yeah. can't say you have a favorite. You do, but you just got to say, hey, they all are wonderful. They're all a little different. All right. All right, Ragnar. So um, how how can people keep up with you and Guns and Bitcoin and what you guys are doing? Well, thanks for that. Well, our website is gunsandbitcoin.com and our Twitter is the same, at Guns and Bitcoin. And I'm on Twitter at Ragnarly, so R-A-G. N-A-R-L-Y. And then we're also on Instagram. I don't know why, but we are. 
So same thing there, uh, guns and Bitcoin. And just, yeah, just follow us there and, and look for our podcast. And that's guns, the letter in Bitcoin, just to be yeah, clear. Yeah, I have said that. No, I'll yeah, put it in the show notes and, and stuff, but okay. yeah, it's not and. Don't spell out and. It's guns in Bitcoin. So Yeah, like guns and roses. So guns and yeah. roses, guns and Bitcoin. Very cool. All right, Ragnar, I appreciate your time. Um, you guys go check out their shop and follow them on Twitter and all that stuff. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Josh. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Um, be sure and share the show with everybody and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Um, if you think about it, go give me a good review on iTunes. That's a, another good way that that helps with how people find the show. It makes it easier for them to find the show. If you are looking for other resources and ways that you can support the show, go to bottomshelfbitcoin.com. And then always you can follow me on Twitter at bottomshelfbtc. And, um, I also, you know, if you are trying to share the show with someone who is one of those people that would rather watch something on YouTube, uh, I put all the episodes up on YouTube. It is, um, there's usually a few days of delay between putting the show up on YouTube and I mean, between releasing the audio version and then putting it up on YouTube. Um, also remember if you want to listen to the show, um, ad free, and I usually get that out a day or two before it's on. You can either um, become a patron and you can go to patreon.com slash bottom shelf Bitcoin and look there at the level that lets you get access early to those ad free episodes. Or you can purchase them individually on Ellen Cast. Um, you know, it's a few sats. I don't remember how many it is. Um, it's pretty cheap. And you can pay for that individually per episode and listen to it ad-free. So anyways, um, that's it for this week. For Bottom Shelf Bitcoin, I'm Josh Humphrey. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.